0: Right. Welcome to another episode of the Captain Lou Podcast. I am Captain Lou with Co-Captain Luke. Here I am. Here we are, indeed, on a gray winter day in Cincinnati, Ohio. So gray. We are doing uh, two episodes today. Both will be, as all are, uh, Facebook livecast. Those get put up on the uh, YouTubes. True. You can find the audio version on your basic uh, standard issue, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Google Play. Wherever you Yeah. You can get that. And you can hear us sipping our coffee.
1: Ah. Some ASMR, baby.
0: Is that? Yep, that is nowadays. So uh, today we're going to do two episodes. So we're doing episode 35 right now. Indeed. And then after this, we'll do episode 38 because uh, I will be out of town for a minute. I'm going to take a leisurely drive (laughs) about 12 hours north. Yes. Perfect time of year. February in New York is lovely, I've heard. Balmy to balmy new york <laughs> balmy rural new york <laughs> can't wait yeah well that's just how things shake out sometimes it's a family thing and so the uh, episode 37 and 38 are already live cast and they are both already banked
1: well, and they're one sh-
0: will be- well they will yeah, have, that, yeah, yeah. They
1: will be, yeah.
0: and they uh, will have been scheduled scheduled. Yes. <laughs> they will have been scheduled to release on the right times, which is a cool little piece of automation. Yes.
1: Indeed. I like that a lot. Me too.
0: So, um for this episode, episode 35 of the Captain Lou podcast, here we are with your host Captain Lou and
1: co-captain Luke.
0: Absolutely. Um we want to round out some of our discussion about the san francisco standard articles that have come out in regard to the passing of jake phelps yep Um, i'd like to take this opportunity to express probably a mutual sentiment that um we have no regrets no and we don't take back so many of the things that we've said in fact we can't think of one we wanted to lay that out in the beginning.
1: It was It's so funny that you're saying that because I was thinking the other day, I had this thought like, man, maybe we were too harsh. And then mm-hmm. I was like thinking about the things that we actually said.
0: Yeah. And
1: helps. I was like, no, no. I, yeah. It would be a good, sometimes when you're in these conversations, especially for me because I'm, I'm a sweet dude by nature. I know you are too. You just got a little bit more mileage. Um, I do. So, But I had this feeling sometimes like, man, maybe I was too harsh. Maybe I said things that... I didn't mean or that I yeah. were just were, you know, maybe I jumped the shark in some ways and Sure. It's funny cuz every time I go back and think about the things that I said and actually remain unbiased and break it down, I usually come away with no, I'm pretty much stand by everything, you know. And I feel yeah. that way about the last one or last two or three episodes about yeah. that deal.
0: Yeah, as as a as a community of human beings who have to some degree banded together around our shared interest, passion, enjoyment of playing skateboards. Yeah. Um, If, if we were anything, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say we were too harsh. I would say we were too late. Yeah. Um, I don't personally have like any guilt um, because I've been beaten on the drum for years. Right. Uh, what was it you said? Like some months ago, um, we were doing something, and you were reflecting on, geez man, all the stuff you've been saying for like ten years." Oh, you know, that's not a, a horn tutor. No, you know, that's that's not about. Oh, look how smart I am. It's really about look how dumb we have been. <laughs> we have collectively been. Um, Kind of almost, extremely uh, negligent of some really important thinking. Yeah, which is which is what happened. That's what happened, and now um, I'm not sure that we actually have the opportunity to set things right. And all we can do is move forward. Yeah. The only option is forward motion, which I'm not. I don't have an idealistic approach to that. I don't no. think that we're going to. By the way, mm. um, you know, just take an example here. Um, today, I was I was cruising along the short form video media that's so prevalent nowadays, um, which I think is a tremendous boon.
1: Mm boon. Yeah, I like it. I know, dude. I like it. I enjoy
0: it. I think it's a real boon. That is, I think it's a really good thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's a lot of easy bad things to say about like your uh, Tink Tonks and your goob tube yeah. shorts and your, what are they? Reels. Reels. Yeah. Um, it's the slam reels. it's I- ironic. They're called reels because uh, that, is, that is where all the fake ass jugglers like to hang out. <laughs> You know, but um, I was listening to one today. Now, I I wanted to clarify before we go any further. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Neither Luke nor I are medical doctors. No. I would go so far as to say that we probably wouldn't even be cast to play a medical doctor on TV. (laughs) On TV. No. Yes. And we also are not law enforcement um, and we are not lawyers. Nope. So please do not treat your engagement with what they call the Captain Lou podcast- On the street. <laughs> as, uh, as some sort of uh, authoritative life advice thing here. Right. What we are in the grand scheme of it all is we are opinion journalists. Yeah. I think I just heard the stitching creak on the word journalist. <laughs> we we are we are opinion journalists uh, along the lines of editorial journalists. Yep. We're we're each one of these episodes is nothing more than an op
1: ed. Yeah.
0: An opinion editorial that used to be a thing. They used to have these things called newspapers, and um, you could you could. uh uh, wrap fish in them. Yeah. They were great as fish wrappers, cooked or fresh.
1: Or like a fire starter, maybe.
0: Awesome for that. Yeah. And they'd have a page in it called the opinion page, uh, all of them. And um, now that's electronic. That's what we are. So on this short form media, there was a lady on there who I think is a doctor. And she was talking about marijuana. And she was saying how, like, I know it's legal, but marijuana use is profoundly damaging to the long-term brain health and development of people who use regularly before they're 25.
1: Yes, I've heard that before.
0: I've read about it. Yeah. Did I mention we're not medical doctors? We're not.
1: Right. We're not.
0: What we are is we're we're skateboard kids. <laughs> and we're thinking people. That's very interesting. So what do you do as skateboarding as people with kids? Like. I have, I mean, I have kids, might be going to be a granddad. Hmm? Mm. And uh, Luke, you got any kids?
1: Not yet. Uh But, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So, how do we feel when we see ad, ad, ad material mixed in as cultural baseline? Right. That is just really heavy on the partying and and even more how do we feel as we look back and see that we were stewed and marinated in those juices ourselves yeah well historically you just get shouted out of the room and you just get kooked away right And i I get it because there are a lot of people who want to capitalize on religion use religion they want to capitalize on sobriety and and uh push a push a a control thing and and then there is the whole nobody can tell me what to do right type deal and um it's easy to say no one can tell me what to do but um this these san francisco standard articles that have come out really give us a chance just in this one area because you know Partying, party culture, bar culture, drug culture, these are not the only thing in this like bouquet of <laughs> dangerous, antisocial stuff yeah. that, that were kind of baked in with skateboarding by, turns out, corporate advertisement powers that be. <laughs> turns out.
1: Yikes. Right. Yeah, I think, um, yeah. It's interesting to connect the party culture with the corporate culture because, oh yeah, especially to um, you know all the all the boards with all the you know tits and asses and drugs and all that stuff on there because it's ad copy. It's purposely like in your face, you know. It's really right there. That's its that's its purpose. to sell boards and not only that but to sell a lifestyle um the problem is that it's not as if everybody who walks into a skate shop is over the age of 18 or over some subjective age in which people have enough brain power to make decisions about what's good for them and what isn't
0: but you know who did Hmm. didn't your skate shop owner
1: oh that's crazy dog
0: wasn't your skate shop owner doing a lot of the thinking for you
1: I mean, they're the one who bought it and put it up on the wall.
0: They're the ones who bought it and put it up on the wall. Are right. they, is there not a responsibility inherent in the the skate shop owner as mayor of the the skateboarding town, is that not a thing? Are they not the gatekeeper? Aren't they the ones that throw the events? Yeah. And aren't they the ones who who say, oh, Here's a here's a brand that is all about well maybe uh, sexually scandalous themes. Right. Oh, let's definitely stock that. That's hotcakes. Um, is the operative idea that they're there to serve the whims of kids who are getting corrupted by a larger push? I mean, what would happen? In your mind, Luke. Or sexually corruptive things. Like we're not even talk yeah. about that. We're not. We're not even yeah, talking. We're, we're talking about drugs yeah, and partying.
1: Right.
0: I think they're easier.
1: Yeah, they are. They yeah. are.
0: Um, Much easier. Uh, but uh, your skate shop owner was usually not a person who was going to say, "Nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the product lines that are good, good equipment, solid." Because I think of immediately, I think of brands like um, take. Arbor skateboards, for example, example, hmm. I mean, they're new or take Madrid. They're sure. old, right? Both of those live on the outside of mainstream skate culture, and they both make excellent skateboarding products. Sure. Do you know who rides for Arbor? I don't. Grayson Fletcher. Huh? Grayson Fletcher is. Uh, I think he's twin brothers with Kelly Slater. <laughs>
1: they're gonna be so mad. His, bro- his brothers,
0: they're all—they're yeah, all amazing they're surfers. Incredible. They're incredible. Yeah, all... their entire family. Grayson Fletcher, the twin brother of Kelly Slater, <laughs> rides for Arbor Skateboards, and yes, um, and he's—he's he's amazing, and he is so Thrasher man. He is so like yeah, just yeah, phew, killing it. You know, and he's hash. Yeah, super know. hash. Yeah, Jeez, his, last,
1: his last part was named Perdition. If I am not yeah mistaken,
0: and that's fine. Yeah, that's sure. fine. I mean, that's that does that doesn't bother me today. That's not the thing. And um, but uh, there are there are brands that never made it onto your shelves because your skate shop owner never recognized maybe or didn't fully recognize to some extent or another the incredible damage that promoting weed culture to kids was gonna do neurologically over time. Yeah. It's a lot to ask.
1: It is. It's
0: a lot to ask.
1: Yeah, it is. And I can see the argument from the skate shop owner. I think it's a poor one because of my worldview, but you know, I could see them saying, "Well, people want this stuff. They come in and they buy it. I have to stay open. I'm, I'm trying to offer the people what they want."
0: And and that actually answers my my rhetorical question. Go ahead. Which was, what would happen if a skate shop owner just stuck to the good stuff?
1: They'd probably go out of business.
0: Why would they go out of business?
1: Because the entire culture has been pushing this crap. Well, that's almost there. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, dude, you no, you're good. No, I'm no, being no, a jerk. I don't know. Right? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being happy. I'm being a dork. I'm totally more All than right. happy to be with you on this. Yeah.
0: Where I'm going is that because another shop will sell it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a hundred percent. If somebody's too. Squeaky clean, someone else is going to open up something that someone else will be perfectly happy to scandalize the innocence and train wreck the endocrine and neurological health of these kids. And it it will continue like this for some time. So we're not sitting here saying that this is going to end, you know, but while it continues to go on, we opted kind of for option. Go ahead. Option Q. <laughs> you know, way down the alphabet yes we've opted to talk about it
1: oh crazy dog yeah that's we're insane. gonna talk about it
0: and we're gonna you know are we calling it out mm.
1: we're discussing it
0: yeah we're discussing it and and some might feel like that's calling it out we're not offering a great alternative
1: well yeah the problem is like <laughs> it's like a house of cards man you pull that one down and the entire thing crumbles in some ways you know because I can like I said, I can hear the argument of skate shop owners are saying, "I'm, I, I wanted, I want to own a skate shop. I want to sell things that people like." Yeah. And how much control does a skate shop owner have? Sometimes a lot. As when I say control, I mean influence over the people that they're selling to. To some degree, a lot, and to others, you know, to another degree, not a whole lot. So, it's a it's a tricky it's it's it difficult is, because it's the nuanced. entire thing is sloped it's into that pit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And, and really, uh, what, what happens is um, <sighs> good faith players of good intention right. tend not to succeed.
1: That's true across the board, I think. That's
0: just true. Yeah. I think it should be said, discussed, and I'm not sure that Good faith players of good intention hmm. will succeed in capitalizing on skateboarding yeah. unless there is a groundswell of awareness that and, and kind of education that will change what people value. And that's what changes what people value. People can learn and grow. Yeah. Even lots of people can learn and can grow. And that can change. What we're discussing here is the market. Yeah, the the market lies downstream of the culture. Right. Um, and I think that's a reason why, up till very recently, this kind of speech has been absolutely has been driven out
1: yeah, under right.
0: force from the the culture. Sure. Because if this kind of discussion. Can be reasonably had for a a long enough duration people might become accustomed to (laughs) actually flexing their heads it may begin to affect what they think about things this may slow some of it down right and you might see you might see people going you know what i used to think that was rad right um and uh, for example uh i think it's a good thing for there to be a lot of freedom yeah but I, I think that along with that freedom, there should be a lot of information. Yeah, I think there should be accountability, both uh, legal, you know, criminal accountability and social accountability. Right. And I think that there should be a vibrant press sure. that works to. I would use the word expose, but I don't always mean exposing scandal. Yeah. But to, to profile and inform the community, yeah. th- there's stuff that doesn't get a lot of press. I mean, I've thrown this out again and again that I would have subscribed to Thrasher magazine if it had articles about people like Pete in it more often. Pete from uh, Pete's Pigs. I don't know Pete's last name.
1: I don't either. Well, it's we pigs. love you, Pete. Yeah, we love you, dude.
0: Yeah. I think Pete's last name is Pigs.
1: <laughs> it's probably just Pigs. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I do.
0: I think that is, I think it's his last name now.
1: Uh, it is now. <laughs> um,
0: I have known his last name, but I'm, I'm not the worst, but I'm, you know, I rank on the scale. <laughs> I rank on the scale. I do. And I... I look at the kind of like before I started this podcast, there was a, a big, long, because you know, all I did before was call out that you've been being robbed by your industry. They pretend to be authentic and they pretend to have skateboarding's good at heart, but they ruined the industry that provides for us the boards we ride, which I mean, skateboard decks they should be awesome and valuable. They should have value. And instead, they padded, they broke their arm patting themselves on the back for keeping the price of a deck around 50 bucks for far too long. Yeah. While the the actual value of that laminate product was abysmal, yeah, abysmal. And then behind the scenes, they did every single thing they could to keep any contrasting quality from existing in right. the market. Otherwise, there would have been articles about how great the wood is coming out of Madrid yeah because Madrid in my opinion Madrid far outperforms Watson which has been like the top name in laminates you know sure um, I think that Madrid far outperforms Watson in the quality of its laminate and Watson is made in the USA and good on anyone that has got that level but the, even the, co- the concept of made in the USA is there's no, there's no article going to appear in Jenka magazine about, about how bad it is that the Chinese Communist Party is funded by corporate America choosing to have our products made cheaply there to the detriment of both the, pro- the product quality. And, and then there's there are no craftspeople here that are gonna make that, yes. you know and yeah. and I didn't like that. And I never capitalized off that argument. I never got there. Because I constantly, every move I made, were a whole bunch of people saying, "Oh, you're just trying to make money."
1: <laughs> yeah, there it is. As
0: they, there as they is. prop up, right. The actual ones who are only trying to make money, right. They're not trying to offer. <laughs> All right, and we're back. That was a uh, a moment where we had two phone calls come in in the space of twenty, you know, twenty seconds of each other. Fifteen. Yeah, five. maybe
1: yeah, five something.
0: Anyway, um, I I beta tested. Kind of the intellectual, because there's an anti-intellectualism in skateboarding that is not appropriate for a community that makes a lot of claims about being open-minded
1: yeah. and
0: and diverse and welcoming. Yeah, um, You're open-minded, diverse, and welcoming, but don't you dare talk about ethics in the industry. Don't you dare talk about product quality right. and those things. And the people who do talk about those things to some extent. Right now, has fallen mostly to the likes of gifted hater Ben DeGross, right, um, and usually before they say anything, they preface it with "I don't know anything about this, but." Right. You can watch it. And you can actually. I wouldn't. Uh, I. I wouldn't give a nickel for anything someone says after they say, "Look, I haven't done a lot of research and I don't know, but," this.
1: Didn't we just say that earlier?
0: About what? That we're not doctors.
1: Yeah. Isn't that no, in we the just, same vein?
0: Um, you know, it's funny. It's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe let me think. Let me think. Yeah. Take Here, time. here's an idea. Go ahead. What if someone came and said to you, "This is opinion journalism," and then they wanted to talk about how skateboards are made.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: And they wanted to talk about which wood shop makes which boards and whether the boards are good or not. I would file that under Opinion Journalism and think it's not worth very much. Sure. If I wanted to know how skateboards are made, yeah. my first call would be to Bud Stratford, yes. who has worked for years and years and years on the fringes of skateboarding right. as a consultant for years, has done work with major, major brands and distros right. over the years. And I would ask Bud Stratford for a list of people I could talk to in the industry. Yeah. I would then call Michael Brook, who used to be the editor of Concrete Wave magazine, because yeah. I know him. Yes. And I would ask Michael the same thing. Um, then I would call my other friend, Jim Gray. Mm-hmm. And all three of them would be happy to talk. I would pick Jim Gray's brain, and boy, Jim, is a wealth but I wouldn't only have to do that all I'd need to do is go back a few years in Jim's Facebook page yeah. and see some amazing stuff. Sure. Um Larry Balma at Tracker Trucks once dipped in on a feed of mine and wrote a book about the inner workings of the industry. Shocking wow. how transparent he was about what I've come to be called come to call batch brokering hmm. where um, an American brand will contract a Chinese firm yes. to make their product. The Chinese firm yep. will then s- send the CAD designs out yep. and find the cheapest shop. So your skateboard trucks or your skateboard decks will be made some in Malaysia, yep. some in Indonesia, yep. some in China. Yep. Some in mainland China, some, some in coastal China, right? And, and, and nobody even knows. I've never once heard anyone talk about what I've come to call batch brokering, except Larry who said it with authority, you know real, yes. a real authority on it. It's not like it's too hard to get the information. I spoke to uh, a major player at a major distro, very famous, very famous group in skateboarding. They're involved in publishing. And well, all I got out of them was uh, I'm confident that we offer the highest quality available in the market today. That's that's a that's a great response. Yes. I would actually do some research if yeah. I were going to make an hour long YouTube video about your skateboard wood. I would also I would also look into, for example, mm-hmm. like take the one that always comes up, a dwindle. All right? right. So Rodney Mullen. Bless his socks. Rodney Mullen yeah. went over to China where they do make you feel special.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, they know you got money, dog.
0: Yeah. So when you go over to China, you go to a coastal major city where they do all their production. Right. And they show you a beautiful factory with happy people. I have a friend who went over there and he contracted some wheels to be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, a wheel brand. And... Um, He said, there's nothing like it. They're the happiest workers in the whole world. These are the happiest people. I wouldn't have my stuff made anywhere else. And I thought, of course you think that, you silly billy. Yeah. (laughs) And then after you get the account, they batch broker it. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so Rodney went over and he set up the Chop Chop Wood Shop, And this gets rave reviews. And I, I looked. And as a guy, I'm a guy who's looked into this stuff for some time. And I saw a... What I'll call a wall press. Mm-hmm. It was a wall with probably thirty individual molds, Jeez. maybe more. Yeah, and each board is pressed individually. Okay. So okay. these molds are all on the same ram set. Yeah. Okay. So now we've already gone too far.
1: <laughs> it's a bridge too far.
0: It is yeah. because the same hydraulic ram is actuating multiple yeah. molds. Yeah. Well, you guys might not know about the chain of force degradation, but in a chain of attached molds that get put in place by a ram, you don't get the same amount of force per board. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) This doesn't mean the boards are bad. Yeah. It just means that that wall there, old number 27 turns yeah. out the place where it affixes laterally into the ram set yeah okay yeah it's got a it's got a loose fitting because over time it wears right and who's checking that and how do they and after how many and so well that's not all it's cooked up to be although you you have to say um that could be that could be fine it's certainly not better than though it's not. <laughs> it's got wiggle room and the need for maintenance and 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 the need the need for, you know and.
1: I mean, I could see it being better than stacking. You know, ten boards up in a stack. Oh gosh, yes, press, it's way know? better
0: than stacking right. up seven. I've I've watched seven be stacked. I've watched five be stacked. It's way better than that. Yeah. Until it's not.
1: Right. Well, that's the thing. And how, how much maintenance is being done? And
0: how many millions of units are going through it? Right. I mean, I knew a small board house, and they were putting out forty thousand boards a month Jeez. in the in the high point, pressing twenty four hours. They weren't. They weren't properly curing things and they had all sorts of problems with their boards. And if you asked them about the problems with their boards, they would say the same, they would see the same thing that used to work back then and tell you you're not a real skateboarder. There you if go. If you care
1: about that. There you go. Yeah. Um,
0: we don't talk about quality, blah, blah, blah. And the owner of the place used to say, I'm skating a warped board right now and they're just fine. And I thought, well, that's not good enough.
1: Jeez, yeah, dude. That, not Come for on, me. Man. It
0: wasn't good enough for me. But you see, like, the more information you can get, right? The more your opinion matters.
1: Yeah, no, I I just you think know? that gifted hater and Ben Gross, did they talk? Th- I've watched a couple of videos. Did they talk? They speak authoritatively about it. Do they act as if they have all the information and they're giving it out as if it's not opinion jor- journalism? I felt as if there was huh. s- they brushed across the line, perhaps. But you
0: kind of get you kind of get two questions is um i think that they both did a fine job of identifying themselves as not really knowing sure um then the, so the question is you know were they upfront about their own level yeah. i think the answer is yes i think that their ethics are intact but the second question i have is are their listeners up to the task of remembering
1: that's a good question that
0: during this flood yeah. Um, ben de has a uh, kind of like a thing where he'll he'll start talking and you think you think you're listening to someone who knows. Sure, but he said he didn't. right? And he's one of the only people who's willing to say anything about how boards feel and how they're made and his product reviews are very, very popular and, and good on him. Um, but I, I don't find his reviews to be uh, full of terms that I can apply to what I've experienced in evaluating board quality. And I have preferences. Um, I, my dials are set to uh, kind of an interesting setting. I think it's shared by a lot of people. I like contour. I like my boards to have strength.
1: True.
0: I like my boards to have good concave. If they don't have deep concave, I want them to have well thought out concave. I want them to be durable. I want my boards personally on the aesthetic Mm -hmm. end. Um, I want them to have character. Yeah. I want them to have aesthetic character. I want them to be memorable in their shape and size and things like that. Um, I like my boards to be. I, there is a a range of dimensions that yeah. I prefer in my skateboards, sure. And i I do actually have a range. I go all the way from fourteen and a quarter wheelbase out to fourteen, seven five, fifteen inch. Yeah, but I don't tend to nerd extra hard about those things because, This is hard for a lot of skateboarders to hear, but Go the ahead. difference between the eight and one-eighth board, the 8.126 board that you swear by, right, and the eight and a quarter board that is way too big for you it's like this much. is a sixteenth of an inch on each I know it's <laughs> yeah, a I bridge know. too I far. <laughs> I know, dude. And I'm also going to tell you that we sh- we as a culture shouldn't push pot to children. Yeah you couldn't handle a 16th of an inch and telling you that hey look the magic ingredient isn't your board's dimensions it's you okay that was the bad news i brought (laughs) is it would be way better in my opinion after having looked into things for you to choose an american-made board this was the death of 1031 For a bunch of people who claim to be real thinkers, like real punk rock rebels, we sure obeyed our corporate class and bought Mexican and Chinese straight down the line and gave Christian Svitak the raw deal.
1: (laughs) That's nuts. I I, I was thinking about on Sunday, I was driving home from church, and I was was considering the idea that um, the options out there for people are such shit And uh, not only that, but um, everybody is so proud of you every time you break a board. You know what I mean? It's such a smart
0: um oh genius
1: it's absolutely genius they did it with shoes Marketing. too Yes, yeah. genius yeah. the vulcanized sole shoe Dude. for board feel <laughs> yeah like they made product shitty and then told you that it was great if you destroyed them yeah. and then you just bought more of them and we all just ate it up you know yeah. what i mean oh, i could never
0: board. i could never do this trick without a without a a, a, a shoe with board feel <laughs> yes um just real quick <laughs> you're kidding me right and i you could do it in anything that you skate in regularly you guys are amazing yeah you are amazing yeah you got this you got
1: this and i understand you know like i have been picky about the thing that feels good to me because especially for me and i think it's true for a lot of skateboarders the way that something feels you know the way that a shoe feels or a board feels um it rises in value because To some extent skateboarding is it's all about the way that it feels you know so if it doesn't feel right it's a huge bummer but what's funny as i've gotten older i've realized like no man just give it a week because the way that it feels is all just based on your preference based on what you've been doing how you feel yeah and and how you feel it's more
0: about how you feel about it so you know and and this is where i i really don't think that there should be boycotts or like brand lockouts or anything like that i just think that as a people we should we should talk more yeah i think we should just talk more i think we should talk to each other more and we should learn more right and you know like this thing like hey as a culture are we proud of ourselves for pushing so much weed culture to children whose endocrine and neurological systems We're gonna be affected by by this as at lifestyle level. No. No, we should not be. And we shouldn't be loyal to corporate interests that profit off of that. That was a bad move. (laughs) I don't think that's a very radical position.
1: No, I don't I don't don't either.
0: However, the feedback ekes its way through that that's just too that's just too far.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because, um, much like any other hobby or thing that people care about really deeply and has a huge culture attached to it, people assign their entire identity to it. And so when you say things like that, I think people feel like, uh, you're destroying the one thing that makes me happy or you're, mm, you know, you're yeah. pulling down the golden idol. I'm, there this is, know. this is who I am. You're, you're crushing me right now. I think that's a behind a lot of the narrative. Yeah. Um, which is, I, respect that people are in that zone. But I don't personally respect don't respect that, that. Yeah. you know, like I, yeah. it's bad. It's, it's bad. That's my opinion about it. Don't, if you're 16, you shouldn't be smoking pot. I, I agree with you. I, that's a big reason because I smoked pot for for a while and I remember feeling like, dang, I sure do feel dumb when I do this, like for days and days afterwards. And yeah. I think it, it is partly because it's such a potent drug. You know,
0: it's a medicine, it's a medicine. It's a great yeah, medicine, it's, it's an amazing medicine. Right. It's it's ironic and painful that historically we've allowed corporate interests to propagandize us right. and to run that medicine out of our cabinets. Yeah. I mean it's um, it's unbelievable to me that knowing all we know about the history of marijuana that it is a schedule 1 controlled substance. I just I, cocaine is a schedule 2
1: yeah, that's insane, dude. So is heroin. Yeah, that's that's nuts.
0: Um I just it just is and I'm continuing to learn about that. Um but doctors know. Yeah, so go google it.
1: <laughs> google it. Google it. Yeah, come on, man. And
0: and just learn about it and, you know, it um, so this said, yeah. this time that we've spent discussing the San Francisco Standard articles that have come out, um, we've identified a, a, a really menacing element in the second of those articles. And we, we, we highlight it with sympathy for all involved. Yeah. That you get statements that include kind of two pieces like we've been trying to have this conversation, okay. Now that's the embodiment of too little, too late. Yeah. For, for a magazine that is responsible for setting the dials for young people. Right. And and by the way, they've lost it. I mean, if the young people are doing slalom races now you know the young people are doing (laughs) freestyle it's it's fine i mean it really is fine
1: or they're riding a scooter
0: yeah i'm not i'm not real. i'm not mad (laughs) you know i'm not really mad because um fewer and fewer people care what that magazine says about things but um they're saying we've been trying to have this conversation, trying to start this conversation trying to have it yeah and then the second thing they say but there are a lot of you know, elements of market involved here.
1: Yeah, he literally came out and said it, it was yeah. out of his mouth, not ours.
0: <laughs> and, and I'm not sitting here, I'm not, uh, I'm not voicing, I think I'm easy to misunderstand because I'm not actually doing a call to change. Sure. I'm not uh, uh, propagandizing you with some call to revolution. Right? <laughs> um, no, no, I, I'm saying, hey, well, let's all just have a look at this landscape yeah. And let's let's look at this. Right. And let's really take it in. Like everybody slow down. Yeah. Like let's slow down. Yeah. Let's talk. Right. Let's think. Uh, let's um let's not do um and I it's tough. It's hard for me to say certain things because they seem to reflect badly on things I really am not out to pick on. Sure. But I'm I'm gonna say something that might seem like it's picking on like the nine club. Go ahead. And I I don't intend to do that. Sure. The the nine club is, it's the just fine club. Yeah. But the the nine club really doesn't dig in and ask those questions. And they've allowed a lot of things to slip through as, you know, like someone can come in there and just, just gaslight the heck out of all of us. Right. And tell us how it is when they're, they're dead wrong, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And. You know, it's not, it's, it's not wrong for opinion journalists to say something is right or something is wrong. Um, in fact, the purpose of opinion journalism is to convince other people of positions. That should be admitted. Right. It's not that opinion journalism doesn't, I really don't want to get trapped into talking about journalism all the time, but well, it's, nece- it's it, necessary.
1: It, it feels good to me, yeah.
0: We're here to convince you to do something, and that thing we like is for you to sl- slow down and think. Um, slow down and let's think and also let's talk. And it's it's more than fine with us if someone wants to come out and say, like, hey man, I don't like it when people talk bad about weed, which we didn't actually do.
1: <laughs> yeah, crazy dog.
0: That actually didn't happen. That right. is a that is a kind of a consistent thing we get that they're always talking bad about weed. Yeah. I do believe that I said it's an amazing medicine. Yep. I think I also said it's a historic injustice that it has been scheduled out of our pharmacies, out of our medicine cabinets. Right. Everyone ought to have that medicine in their homes. Right, um, but it's not a safe medicine for children under the age of eighteen. Under the for people under the age of twenty five during the important time of brain development, it's yeah. important that they not regularly use that.
1: Yeah,
0: it appears that, that way. It is. Yeah. I, I, from what i've read yeah it from what i've read it seems conclusively to be the case well evidenced yeah that that is not a good application of that medicine yeah and so like how do you get from what we're saying to hey you, you, you guys are always hating on <laughs> <Yeah>. weed
1: right
0: <laughs> right um easy you just put down 30 or 40 years of anti-intellectual, mainstream, for-profit, corporate-owned media. Yeah. So we're pushing, I think what would be healthy for our listeners is to recognize that we have been propagandized. Yeah. We've been sold a bill of goods from the boards we ride to... You know what even authenticity or legitimacy can mean for you, or for me. Sure. What brand of shoes we buy, on and on. We've been propagandized, and it is our opinion that that just won't do. No. 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 So we're adding our voice to the to the mix, and saying to you that these San Francisco Standard articles that came out on the subject of Phelps passing really transcend that tragic event and occurrence. Yeah. There is a weight on all of us of responsibility, how we're going to think forward from here. Yeah. There will be people who want to capitalize on branded outrage i would avoid that i'd love you to avoid that yeah we're not branding on outrage no um
1: i am a little bit outraged but maybe not branding
0: maybe maybe we might wind up being branded as outraged because these things are legitimately outrageous we have emotional reactions yeah to our friends and people who we love yeah. dying yeah in such wasteful negligent ways
1: Right.
0: All the while, not entirely, but largely enabled.
1: Yep. At least uninhibited. At least, and I think that's more than kind.
0: Largely enabled by the predominant mainstream voices of our culture. Yep. And that is not something we call good I don't know why. it's a lot of work
1: it is I was thinking it's like
0: this should be boring
1: no I, I was just thinking about what a big ask it is to say hey we want people to think because I'll be danged if you don't start thinking and then you start realizing things need to change and suddenly you are looking at your entire life and realizing wow I have built my house on the sand and it is a tremendous amount of work to move a house built on the sand man it is tremendous and at what point are you just like okay i'm committed to this let's just knock it down and start over and i think for a lot of people it's you know 35 years of just habitual not thinking not engaging with things that are important and uh (laughs) that's so gnarly i've man i've geez wow
0: makes me think about um i was at a skate park some some time ago and uh there was a a man there he's not a young man because he was he's in his mid-20s
1: yeah
0: and he and he's he he had pinprick pupils and alcohol on his breath he was saying man i want to be on your podcast man and and he's actually a really he's actually a person that i really really love sure and his skateboarding is remarkable yeah it it really is his 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 skateboarding is really remarkable and i thought how difficult it would be to spend an hour and a half without coming up on yeah, but what about life? Like, what about the larger framework in which skateboarding is? You know, skateboarding is a part of yeah. our lives, right? And it's not an important part of our lives. Ooh, that's <laughs> tricky.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a spicy. That's one. a
0: spicy take. Now, let me explain. Uh, Skateboarding may be an important part of your life because it might be the arena for a lot of learning and growing for you. Yeah. But there are limits to what skateboarding has to offer you in terms of of growth. Yeah. There really are. Um,
1: especially if you're just talking about just skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like just the act of skateboarding. Right. Or even just the act of skateboarding and being a part of the culture as a consumer, there's not a whole lot there. It's it's mostly just vanity. Well, we can try. <laughs> we could try and
0: dress it up for you and tell you that skateboarding will teach you perseverance and it will teach you, I, I think, perseverance. Um, uh, maybe I don't know if I would use the term discipline. Um, maybe it could. Uh, so it's something about following your dreams. Yeah. Maybe that. Um, but, I think
1: it does have a lot to offer. I think the act itself if your house is in order has a lot to offer to people.
0: Yeah, but skateboarding right. as a mainstay of personal development. That's the way it's sold. Skateboarding as a mainstay. Yeah. Of, is that not a little bit too Disney princess? <laughs> you know, is that not a little too follow your dreams? Does yeah. does that wind up losing its shine when you're 45 years old and it's time to learn I don't know how to raise a kid? Yeah, or how to I don't know. Some of the things you have to learn how to, I you like there's nothing wrong with being a server in a restaurant at 50 years old. Sure. That's not wrong. You know, but budgeting and responsibility and temperance, you know, like, like um, what do you call it? Uh, Go ahead. Virtues. Sure. Yeah. You know, virtues like the things that make uh, you—you're—you're know, you're not going to learn to always tell the truth from your skateboard. Yeah. There's a lesson that is very important. You're going to learn that through the relationships that you build as you do difficult things, and you—you know—you're going to learn those things through difficult situations that you would rather not be in that you persevere in for larger goals, yeah, like providing for a family now not everybody's going to get married but um sadly within the lessons that skateboarding tends to teach uh, many people who are involved in skateboarding also learn some really bad habits really bad uh what they call vices yeah like um being super proud and arrogant about silly frippery yeah. like i did the trick and i'm better than everyone else and so i can be promiscuous
1: no. And expect no
0: no consequences. <laughs> no, the party lifestyle comes up. See, because yeah. I I was thinking, you know, we we've we've talked about industry issues and integrity in the industry, and that one's a bridge too far. <laughs> we played around on the edges of alcohol and heroin yeah. for a couple episodes, and and uh, the force of the argument is, and the the subject matter is too heavy, um, far far too far too too difficult. Yeah, not really. No. Um, and then today we, we dipped in on, on how uh, responsible, educated, high information, intellectually solid approaches to things like marijuana and de- debatable medicine. Right. You know, that's important. But what about promiscuity? You know, what about health class? And what about good relationships? And how do you find a mate for life? And how do you, yeah. how do you, it turns out skateboarding can't teach you those things. And your friends you skateboard with, typically writ large right usually are not on a track to teach you those things either
1: yeah i think um i was thinking because i'm about to have a son and i fully plan to have him on a board um yeah as soon as humanly possible and he's hopefully all my sons love it and want to shred all the time and that'll be super fun for me because i'll get to go to the skate park with my kid and watch him learn and grow and and i with my grandkid yeah and that'll be sick and that's why i think it's it's easy to lose the point through the haze and i think part of the problem quote unquote is that as soon as you start talking about skateboarding and the ethics behind it you immediately realize that skateboarding is almost peripheral to the more important things that we'd like to discuss so we're talking about like setting your house in order and And living responsibly in ethics and good versus bad and these things through a lens of skateboarding. So preachy. I'm So (laughs) preachy. That's why I think um, I, when I talk about these things, I try to be careful because I think that skateboarding actually does have a lot to offer as a, if it is seen in its proper place as a tool to be used to teach good ethics and all kinds of things. You know virtues and all that jazz. You, I mean, baseball yeah. is the same way. Well, you I want to know why? I was going to say you so, want to ahead.
0: know why I think skateboarding is far superior to tennis for teaching for teaching what things can teach.
1: Yeah,
0: because I never played tennis.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can't
0: help but wonder if yeah. the same things we attribute to skateboarding, yeah, could maybe someone would say, yeah, I learned that in tennis. You know, like I learned those same things in X Y Z sport. I'm not sure. I don't prefer court sports.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a strength in inherent to skateboarding in this arena that we're talking about because it's there is uh, an art. It's artistic. It's artistic and that, it that artisticness is inherent to what we're doing. There isn't a whole lot of rules, even though we like to make a whole bunch of them, but at its core, it's supposed to be a game without rules. It's supposed to be whatever you want it to be. Um, and I think in that there's a lot of freedom to discuss things that are important, you know, however, I mean, I really think that a strong argument could be made the same way, um, about football and baseball, you know, learning how to lose, learning how to play a game by the rules and to be a
0: boy, I tell you, you sure learn how to lose in skateboarding. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, what, what a football takes, football takes a whole team, like three hours to learn what a skateboarder learns. About 75 times before they get the clip. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. One, you're I one, really love skateboarding. Yeah, you're one rock stop away from a great life lesson. Um,
0: oh, I like what Tim Ray just put up. He says, sometimes skate culture is the only time in your life people cheer you cheer you on and are on your side. See now, and that just, that speaks to huge, massive uh Massive issues, yeah, that exist in humanity. Because our parents should have been there for us, yeah, and a lot of our parents couldn't do it; they couldn't pull it off. Um, they tr- they were maybe trying and maybe they weren't. I mean, it it can be really bad. And skateboarding scooped up a lot of us who had who had difficult pasts and difficult upcoming. I'm not mean to put it out evil on anyone, <laughs> right? But it is. It is great when. Oh, we just lost Facebook. Fine. That's just fine. We will. We'll see if it will. I it yeah, probably. It's, it's probably gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what.
1: Oh. You probably do be better just putting your hotspot on on your phone and connecting the hotspot. Do you think it would up. do it? I. It would.
0: I'm. I'm gonna hotspot it.
1: All right. I really think it might be a more stable connection, which is dude crazy. That
0: is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean in
0: what world you know wow it looks like that might be the way to go that's
1: hilarious
0: but I mean will the audio will the audio buzz on the phone if we're hot spotted is a a great question we're back on Facebook but this um this thing sometimes skateboarding is the only place where people cheer you on
1: right um oh that's That's hilarious hilarious Hilarious. come on man
0: that's uh that's amazing
1: amazing oh my gosh dude yes I everything is I skipping know. all over the place in the studio right let's now. just hold it let's hold it so uh, un-,
0: un unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable the tech stuff that we deal with over here so we're back technology notwithstanding
1: <laughs> i th- go ahead
0: um the uh and now we have to keep our eyes peeled to make sure the audio doesn't go down too yes um I I think it might be the case that skateboarding was a place where you found a people who would cheer you on. here's where skateboarding fall has historically fallen short is people will cheer you on, but they'll also cheer you on in very destructive things. Yep. um, Lifted up as culture fully endorsed by, you know, back in the day and even today, Mm -hmm. Thrasher magazine. Yeah. You know, um, and that's not good.
1: Yeah. And
0: I think that going forward, um, we're just going to talk about it.
1: Yeah. At least let's have a conversation. We can talk about
0: it. Yeah, I am
1: because the entire culture is tilted, you know, it has an angle on it and, it and it, people have a tendency to kind of, you know, follow the path of least resistance. And you can see that played out in the life of Jake Phelps and it breaks yeah. my freaking heart. it's It's, been breaking our hearts for years dude it's breaking me it's like it's just so sad
0: because we could see it coming yeah i mean 10 years ago 10 years ago i was sitting in my workshop being sad yeah because everything in mainstream skateboarding was set on you i said it on live streams before it's like they want you to die on a couch literally like they want you to, to die like phelps and die like monk and yeah. die like grosso and 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 it's i just am like we have this wonderful toy yeah for such a short time yeah we have this wonderful toy and i know for my listeners who are in maybe your earlier or, or, or mid-20s you know i know that for the past 40 years all you 20 something year olds have not had so much of a nudge i mean almost everyone who talks on this side of the argument is well they're religious or they're or they're uh (laughs) and they're trying to market like a board brand on
1: it yeah i don't like you
0: know i don't like it very much yeah and we wanted to put out media that is saying no no hold up hold up let's let's popularize let's platform like thinking and talking about it a little bit more yeah and then let's take that let's not attack freedom no let's stay libertarian libertine let's let's stay free yeah but let's make it um more common that we would think things through and let's make it more common that we would put a hand on a friend and say you know where you'd be awesome rehab you should go to rehab dude then I, you should get out and you should go back
1: I literally you know I literally had a conversation at a skate park in Colorado with a guy and he was super happy super happy and giving me all kinds of board taps and stuff and I started a conversation with him and he was like he admitted to me that he was on pills that his wife didn't know that she told him if she, she caught him on pills again that she was gonna be done with their marriage he had a little kid with him and I straight up told him to his face I was like my dude i love you if if you were to listen to what i would tell you that would be great and i'm telling you you should go home and tell your wife right now and you need to go to rehab right now and i it's like for the sake of your little kid he had like a four-year-old kid like banging around yeah it was so it was such a stark experience it was i remember leaving feeling really brokenhearted because he was really happy he was just eating at the buffet of hedonism you know he was on pills he was skateboarding his high was exactly where he wanted it to be. He felt really connected with everybody there. It was obvious that he felt like we were really making this connection, and all I could see was full steam ahead, right into the rocks of total life destruction. And you can see it again. You can see it totally played out. I mean, we haven't even talked about Bam Margera. You know, like yeah, I love,
0: I love, I love Bam, Bam. and and I love Steve O and Wee Man and all these guys. Um, talk about too little, too late. and talk about um and uh, the thing is like you can capitalize on criticizing these people's behavior
1: no yeah
0: and um this that we're safe from that because we're very unlikely to see much capital (laughs) yeah
1: good thing yeah right
0: um but what what we want to do is you want to be part of you know maybe mainstreaming yeah conversations that are like, I don't care if it takes you 20 tries. Yeah. Working on, and I don't like sobriety as a cause in and of itself. Yeah. But it'll do. Yeah, it's fine. It'll do. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. that a, a huge portion of skateboarding's constituency <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> community. Yeah. I think a huge portion of skateboarding's community should be encouraging other people to get out of that stuff. And the sad thing is, all of a sudden, my skateboarding time—yeah, all of a sudden, my skateboarding time—is—is is, um, enveloped in the, in the fires of conflict.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm really struck by what we're asking of people, and I, again, I think like I think it's a lot. it is a lot i'm not saying that we shouldn't do it i I, i'm right here it feels like a lot yeah it feels like a lot because you can see it like you know a person maybe comes from a broken home or maybe Mm -hmm. you know they just don't want to be at the house so they Mm -hmm. develop this relationship with people who skate and suddenly they skate and this entire culture is all about doing what you want and being a little hedonist and banging around and it's really good because it's a it's a like a just a safe
0: well you have to zone in life you've got to learn how to tribe up you've got to learn how to have group of friends you've got to learn that those are very important learning times right and and skateboarding has served amazingly as a way for mostly young men yeah to tribe up group up gang up learn to lean on each other learn you know do those things and and that's a keeper it is the problem is um that um well, a lot of us are older now and we're looking back and we're going, well, some of those times as a kid need to be left in the times when I was a kid.
1: That's the thing. Yep.
0: I'm big now. I'm a big kid now. And yep. I keep the child likeness, but leave the childishness behind. And especially when that childishness includes, I don't know, uh, the abuse of substances yep. or dangerous promiscuity. Right. Like, well, that's, that's a that's a good that's a good conversation. Yeah, um, and then when brands come out, you know, when when brands come out, also Scott just dropped a comment that I'm going to address in a moment. Yeah. Scott Scott dropped a really good comment here. Indeed. But brands are coming out. Corporate owned brands from California are coming out here. And look, it's creepy when Pepsi had a skateboarding team. That's cringe, right? Yeah, right. right. That's that's yeah. cr- that's a cringy thing. Yeah. Um, that's bad enough because it's not good for you to drink sugar water. Yeah, come on. Um, but, you know, I mean, what am I going to allow it? I'm nobody. Yeah, come on. But it's really dark when brands come out. We even have like this very strange critter in our branding environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called heroin skateboards.
1: It's in the name.
0: And, then, and the, the word on the street is that that's because they're against heroin.
1: Is that really the
0: narrative? Yeah. I mean, something like that. It okay. comes up. That's what, you know, I've heard that over the counter. Okay. You know. And, um, you know, because skateboarding is, you do skateboarding instead of heroin.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, honestly, I give it three stars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I do. Happens. I give
0: it three stars.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I would take Blood Wizard over heroin. Yeah. You know, also, I'm a big lover of Blood Wizard skateboards yeah. for their early days when they had their lore on the comic strips. Yes. Um, for creativity. You yeah. know, I'm not a fan of Luciferian imagery and the promotion of occult things right. like that. Okay, but Blood Wizard was so good.
1: Yes. <laughs> so good. Yeah.
0: Um, except you know, and I, and because I'm a thinking person, I can understand that like Blood Wizard is super fun for me. Yeah. Because I'm not gonna do the stuff that jerry gurney does sure you know so as an adult i don't think but like now let's talk about scott's point yeah um scott's point touches on in order to be, be helped, they want have to want help okay something you need to know about stepping in someone's life and saying hey man um i can't ride in your car if you're going to be drinking yeah i can't ride in your car if you're going to be wasted on pills. Right. Right. Is that all of a sudden now you're in conflict. You're more likely to just ride in the car. Sure. Don't do that. Yeah. Your family needs you. Right. Don't, don't die like that. And when you, but it won't work. Like the point isn't that it works to stand in someone's life and say, Hey man, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. The point is that sometimes it works. Yeah. That maybe, maybe even the vast majority of those kind of conflicts, bro, I, I can't hang out with you. If you're going to sis, I can't hang out with you. If you're going to be on, on pills, I can't be around that
1: stuff. Yeah. It's
0: going to knock me off the wagon.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I can't, you know, I, I can't be around. I can't be around that. You know what? I'll meet you up for the session, but I'm, I'm not going to the bar afterward. Um, and even next level, which is hey, I love you. We skate together all the time. I hate to jam us up, but you're getting out of control. Yeah. You know, friends do that. You know, you're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose your kids. You're going to lose your life yeah. if you don't get this under control. And I understand, I've, I've been there many times where. I don't think this person is ready for this.
1: Yeah.
0: I think people being ready for things is overrated. Yeah. I do. And to say, like, you know, I'm here for you, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be agreeable Yeah. about. I mean, I'm a pretty spicy guy. And when I love someone and I feel responsible to our relationship, I tend to say spicy things to them. Yeah. But a lot of you who are listening are not accustomed to the long view on that stuff. And I have a lot of respect. Luke, I think yeah. you said it. We're asking a lot. We're asking what feels like a lot of our listeners yeah. to begin. And for some of you, as the Canadians would say, yeah. it's a process.
1: It's a process. <laughs> yeah. For
0: some of you, it's a process of thinking yeah. and using, using your brain and your heart to digest and come out changed. And for some of you, you need to hear this. Take the time it takes to think things through and try, experiment with, you know, how do I even with this? Yeah. You be Being there for them, but also don't be so agreeable to the things that wreck kids. I, I think about like, I think about like, I have a real soft spot for the innocence of children. Yeah. I do. I have a real soft spot for it, but a lot of people don't experience it as a soft spot. They, ex- they experience it as a hard spot yeah. where I'm standing in a skate shop, Yeah, speaking to a shop owner and pointing at the display that's on eye level for kids that has Rudy Johnson, you know, the, I think it was Cliver who did, uh, no, um, and I forget now. I think it might have been Sean Cliver did the art for World Industries, and as Rudy Johnson,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: th- those cartoon graphics of sex acts and bodily function and suicide acts and drug acts and things like that, yeah. pointing at that and saying, "I don't get it. What's the big idea with your skate shop? You guys come off like you're like, you know, like you're good, but this is an evil thing. Yeah. Like that's not right. This wrong." that's wrong to do that. Yeah. And being the odd man out like and not having an account with that skate shop and watching them persist in keeping doing that and keeping doing that. And and understanding that there's a place in all of society for erotica? There's sure. a place in all of society for satire? Yeah. Even dark transgressive humor? Yeah. I do not want those things eradicated, but geez, bro. Here, come home, man. Right?
1: Can you at least put it on the top shelf? That's what I'm saying. like, yeah, like anything I like, at all. Put it,
0: put it on the top shelf or yeah, put it man. in a, yeah, I like, I, I don't know, figure it out. Right. You, that is what we're arguing for is like, don't expect everything to always work but try something.
1: <laughs> Just anything. Um,
0: yeah. I'm listening to the San Francisco Standard article and it's telling me we didn't know what to do. Well, they sure did a few things. They sure told that film crew not to print the, the exposure of the degree to which things had degraded. Right. When you read the Standard articles, you're going to see they sure knew what to do in order to hide and enable those things. So this whole attitude of, well, what are we supposed to do? Try some things. I had a a pretty well-known, very well-known skateboarder talk to me one time for a long time. He just really poured out his heart and was talking to me about the bar culture and how once he sobered up and got out of the bar, it all came back on his head that the person who doesn't show up is the one that they all trash right and it really got bad and I, I mean there were a lot of hugs and you know you try to encourage someone to not get swallowed up about you know again by that culture um i mean i'm like move to move to my house you know like <laughs> come live come live, yeah. come live w- with us over yeah. here and Put down a few years and get strong, you know. Yeah. Um, And that's the journey of so many people, losing careers, losing reputation, because now they're, I don't know. You know, every now and then you get someone who profits on, actually capitalizes on being sober. Yeah. You know, you can look at like an Andrew Reynolds. Yeah. Um, And he's been able to maintain a status, a very high status in skateboarding. Um, And he's been able to help his friends. Yeah, I think it's exemplary. Yeah. You know, I do. I think that's exemplary. And what I mean by exemplary is I think that's a good example. I think that that's good. I see we can do this. We have done this. It's not like it's not been happening. Um what I what I was hoping we could wrap up these San Francisco Standard articles with was the encouragement and explanation to all of you yeah. that our interest is in just being a part yeah. of the conversation broadening. yeah. And we would like to actively encourage all of you to think about life in broader terms, be less agreeable to corporate branding and media. Um, there was no giant, we want our boards made well, we want our boards made in America movement from my work previously. That would have been... I wanted to see 1031 stay. Sure. Um, That didn't happen. There was no loyalty to that healthier approach. And I was very sad that that just wasn't going to happen. There was too much clout pointed the other direction. I am not expecting there to be a sobriety revolution in skateboarding. Yeah. Um, I don't expect that there will be anything more than probably some profiteering on, there's probably going to be a pivot and lip service paid. Right. And they're probably just going to keep, you know, like neck facing their way down into the lower bobs of it. You know? (sighs) Yeah. And... That's okay, because we're we're here.
1: <laughs> we're going to keep talking. We're going to
0: keep talking about it. Yeah, and and so that's our answer. Isn't to tear down what's going on. It's to just do this in addition to it. Yeah, you know,
1: I'm really struck by what a bitter pill it is that um, you know the second San Francisco Standard article talked about the fact that. Um, that one of the reasons that Jake Phelps was doing drugs is because he was worried that he wasn't a real skateboarder and he had built his entire life around skateboarding. He was, you know, the godfather of skateboarding or whatever, you know, the dirty uncle of skateboarding or that's like Frank Gerwer. Yeah I, yeah, I guess that is Frank Gerward. We love you. Frank. Yeah, we love you. Frank. We do, um, but you can see where that ethic leads a person's life. And I think one thing that I want to tell people is, in my opinion, if you're on a skateboard and you're having fun, you are a real skateboarder. It, it, that's so precious. Yeah, you don't have to. The idea is that you have to prove yourself by skateboarding stunts mm. to be a real skateboarder or at least slam so hard yeah. that you're going to destroy your body and get concussions and have you know huge swell bows. And now you're legitimate and uh, in my book, that's not the case. And you don't have to turn to chemical sedation to soothe your tortured soul. You know, there's another no. option. Mm-hmm. There is another option out there. And it involves some mind work and some brain- life work.
0: Your head <laughs> yeah. and your brain and yeah. your mind.
1: Yeah, right. Your head and brain and mind are going to have to work together. But there is another option. It doesn't. It, it, you don't have to go out like that, bro. You don't, you don't have to go out like that.
0: And you don't have to be the reason someone else went out like that without You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times we don't understand that it takes eight, 10, 15 people in a person's life yep. for an idea to get through. Yep. We like the idea of being the person who got through to them, but what we don't appreciate is usually you're number three in a line of 25 people.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And. And we want you to be encouraged to be number three in a line of 25 or 75 people who are who are pushing a better idea than substance abuse yeah. in the life of a person and to be content yeah. and to be okay with showing up at the skate spot and not being as loved by everyone because you actually stood a line. Yeah. And that line could be against substance abuse. It could also be against sexual harassment. Yep. You know, yep. uh, every one of us who has stood in a skate park and watched a young lady get sexually harassed, or maybe a a, a, a feminine male yeah. get sexually harassed, we're part of why their suicide or their personal degradation. You know, as as it degrades people to be harassed. Right. You know, don't you know? You should not like being complicit in other people's destruction. More than you like something, the homies something. (laughs) Right. The block something.
1: You know, right.
0: And your love for the block should not be greater than your love for the ultimate good of your neighbor. Yeah. And but the problem with words like ultimate good is that skateboarding as a culture hasn't really done a great job at all of understanding long-term or ultimate goods. Yeah. And And uh, I don't have a huge amount of um, thanks to give to the uh, professing Christian skateboarding ministries out there who say who who weirdly represent an odd version of uh, of pro skater Jesus stuff. Sure. Um, We will probably address this in multiple episodes in the future. Right. But for this episode, we wanted to to leave Luke, what you said about this fixation with being good at skateboarding that, that was attributed with driving Jake into drugs. First of all, I don't completely believe that is. that sounds like not being good at skateboarding drove him into medicating himself. And that, that, that stands fine enough, but there's right. something wrong there. Was I don't know. I mean, I'm not actually specifically asking about Jake, but for those of you who are tormented with losing your talent in skateboarding, yeah, um, I you've got some work to do on being a person, straight up, because if your self worth is bound up with doing tricks on a wooden toy that you're supposed to smile while you're riding. Right. Um, then you you do. You should get some help. I I mean it. No, Go I, talk I, yeah. to someone. Yeah. Talk right. to someone. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them I think something's wrong with me because I can't feel good about myself without basically skydiving. Yeah. I can't feel I don't feel alive unless I've thrown hucked myself down a stair set 75 times and gotten a clip. Yeah. That's a that's deficient yes that's not adequate for a human person yeah you is nobody telling us that that's a problem because it is that's a good takeaway from the phelps situation
1: absolutely and you can see inherent with that argument like uh there is a level you know we're saying that jake was sedating himself because of the torment, of the torment, but in some way the torment itself was the sedation as well. The, the that's entirely what skateboarding is. It's play. It's, it's
0: that's compulsive.
1: Yeah, it's totally that's right. That,
0: that's actually not freedom. No, that's not the freedom everyone likes to talk about with skateboarding. Right. That that you're not ok. You're not okay. If there, were, if I knew a person and they said, "I just don't feel okay unless I skate," right. I would tell them, "Well, you've got to overcome that." Taking breaks from skateboarding might be a good way to do that because when you take a break and you create a vacuum in your soul, right. in your mind, you actually create opportunity yeah. for the growth of of other
1: more important things. <laughs> like
0: you, you, there are other streams that can flow into you, and maybe you'll wind up tapping into some of those other flows, like. Yeah. Uh, I mean i always am like well learn to play guitar (laughs) do math problems i don't know you know oh i'm big on read your bible you know i'm big on that um but like maybe um you know maybe coming outside of our cultures like learn how to make money learn how to make money and handle money and then travel yeah travel where you're not mostly doing tricks and being admired for doing tricks I'm not sure a lot of people are saddled with that as a job. sure. Um, But a lot of people are saddled with an expectation that they should aspire to that. Yeah. And maybe you find out, like, for me, one thing I'm kind of passionate about is I I love Harley-Davidson repair, specifically the twin cam motor. I love it. Yeah. It's, like, really something that makes me, real. like, I love to study it. Yeah. And learn about it, and I love watching videos on Harley repair and talking to my one of my best friends, who's a Harley repair guy. I, I love, I love it yeah. as a an earthly thing. It's one of the things that I really enjoy. Um, when I ride my skateboard, I'm free from having to be good. Yeah, I have other things in my life mm. that bring context. And so what's not, the thing about skateboarding is the best to me is how it's, how, how it's not important. (laughs) It's so nice to be doing something that isn't important. Right. You know, my, my life is very full with things that are terribly important. Yeah. And that's what would be great is if our lives were more full of things that are terribly important. Yeah. And we, Uh, And that skateboarding was a break from all these really important things where we could just enjoy it. Sadly, a lot of predominant mainstream corporate money skateboard culture wants skateboarding to be far more important than I think is most useful for a meaningful life. Yeah. And in the case of the San Francisco Standard articles, I think sadly, we're seeing a a didactic tale that's a didactic is something that uh has a lesson to be learned yeah and the let one of the lessons is if you let this stuff be too important to you you could lose focus on the things that are truly important right and that's up to you to decide what they are you know we have strong recommendations that we will continue to make yeah but um be good it would be good for us all to take a few years and talk and grow together about what those things might be.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, that said, yeah. we'd like to thank... Um, we don't have exactly sponsors for our, uh, our podcast, but we would like to take the last moment or two here to thank the people who go through the rigmarole yeah. and go on to podbean, Yes. P-O-D-B-E-A-N,
1: not pot beam
0: Mm-mm. and sponsor us with a gift
1: yeah
0: um, we're g- very grateful for that
1: yeah
0: we rounded a we rounded a curve i got some feedback from uh, the northwest they really like us to step up our mic game
1: yeah
0: we think they're right yes so we'd like to get some of them mics
1: sick.
0: pick up the room yeah a little bit of that that uh eggshell foam or
1: something cool that goes
0: and does whatever that is i think it's the room right we'd like to do that yeah we can't do it without your help so the gifts that come in um really help us toward getting those things done we also are probably going to shift over to a laptop or a tower and a couple of laptops yep um because i really would like to be able to play a clip Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of clips I really wanted to play, and I think that we're going to have to need to get into a little bit better tech. Yeah. Where we can stick a a clip like right, right in this zone, this zone right down here, (laughs) and, 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 you know, something right there and, and watch it together. And that all means we'll have to get real. So, a big, a big thank you to those who have gone through Podbeam. Pod Bean.
1: Did you say? I did. did say, dude, I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Finally. <laughs>
0: totally, dude. <laughs> um, for those of you who've gone through that, you know we'll we appreciate those of you who do that. We need help to do those things. We are putting in time to do this. We're going to keep doing it. We're going to be around a long time, no matter what. Yeah. And um, so um, we'd like to thank them. We'd like to thank Life Skateboards for making boards we ride. I'd like to give a first initial shout out to Zeppelin Arrowworks, um, who have kind of—it's a, like a guest model for a, a historic photo. I, the guest model for me won't come out probably for another year or two. Sure. But um, there's a historic photo project, and it's—it's it's a like a the brand is made by Madrid. Yeah. Mm, love that. Made by Madrid and run out of Arizona by Bud Stratford and um, what you call it, Tom? I'll be saying more things about the photo project as the time goes forward.